Yo, what's good, you two? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. And welcome back to episode 17. First and foremost, thanks, everyone, for all the support on episode 16 with the Jeremiah Nyarko interview. Uh, we had big plans for that interview, and we were just so glad it came to fruition. We wanted to say a big thank you for Jeremiah for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure having him on. Great uh, talks about Ronnie James, Sarah Canyon, San Diego, how we got there, coming from Africa, all kinds of different crazy conversations. If you yeah. haven't checked it out yet, go check it out for sure. Exactly. We're going to have, uh, you can go check that out on the channel. And while you're down there, go ahead and subscribe because we just hit 200 subscribers. This is the first video since we hit 200 subscribers. So I just want to say thanks, everyone. The rider dies that have been there since we, 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 I remember when we were at zero. So. The rider dies. Thanks, everyone. And even the people that who just subscribed, maybe even our 200 subscribers, probably watching this video. Thanks to the thanks to everyone who has been on the journey, and we're going to continue to grow, and we're going to continue to make great content. We have a lot of great things on the way, so just stay tuned for that. Yeah, and I was going to say, appreciate all the reels and the comments, and we take everything into consideration. So if you're thinking about commenting something about this podcast or commenting on a podcast previously, we're going to look at them and Consider the ideas. Exactly. And, and we're always trying to do new things. And we have a lot of things in the works, a lot of potential new ideas. And we're always trying to create the new best possible content that we possibly can. So we're always trying to try new ideas and we're always trying to get new equipment and always trying to improve. So ultimately, that's just what we're going to keep doing. And that's that's kind of showing we're, us getting 200 subscribers. So we're just going to keep grinding. Facts. You ready to get into the topics? Let's exactly. Straight. We, we got a lot of them planned, so let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it with the sports, like always. We got uh, the saga ending. Uh, we have Donovan Mitchell officially being traded from the Utah Jazz to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Which no one expected. No one really expected it. It was even reported that the Cavaliers were out of trade talks. They were not getting them. It was rumored that the Knicks was going to get them, right? The Knicks were 100% supposed to be the team that was getting them. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Cavs swoop in and get Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, the trade package was a hefty price. Lori Markinen going, uh, Ocher Obaji, Colin Sexton, and three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps. Obviously, those picks, Utah seems to be loading up completely for the future, giving away saying. Rudy Gobert. So, with all this being said, what are your initial thoughts on this trade? I think Cleveland's going to be stacked, as we all think. Cause, you know, they got some all-stars on their team added with Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. However, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think maybe they'll get to the first, second round of the playoffs. They'll do better than they did, mm -hmm. but it won't. they're not going to be nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. I think overall, Utah won in this trade. Won in this trade. You think so? Yeah, definitely for sure. Because they're looking at it like from a future perspective, and they're getting a lot of draft picks. So we're going to see. And they're banking on the fact that those draft picks will be – Hopefully, top draft picks, you know, hopefully they're hoping that Cleveland is going to be bad by then because they banked on, you know, 2025, 2027, and 2029 picks. I mean, they're thinking way down the line into the future. So they're kind of hoping, okay, Cleveland's probably going to be good for a couple years. You know, they can keep this kind of young Someone core can get together. injured or something like that. And then ultimately, man, with these young cores, man, it's hard to keep them together and the money isn't always right. Is Dan Gilbert going to be willing to go into the luxury tax. You know what I mean? There's always a lot of question marks. And ultimately, Cleveland is one of the most blessed franchises that I can ever know in all of sports because they had LeBron James, and somehow they only managed to win one championship. And so, since then, they, without LeBron James, they haven't won one since like 1998 or something like that. So. Exactly. So 
the franchise, I have little to no faith in that franchise, bar LeBron James being there. So this is honestly the first time that they've honestly put something together. But do I have faith in them to keep it together for very long? I don't know. And that's why I think Danny Ainge is playing this smart. And exactly. I think that's why he's banking on Cleveland being kind of It won't be sustainable. It won't be sustainable. That's what they're hoping. However, if you're asking me who won the trade, anytime a superstar, and I'm going to c- consider Donovan Mitchell a, a super, kind of a superstar in the sense of this, this is a rising talent. Yeah. He's, he's averaging, you know, he's breaking records that, you know, he's competing with Allen Iverson, for, you know what I mean? And anytime you're in a conversation with Allen Iverson, that's good. It's a good bracket of a player to be in. So ultimately... Anytime a player of that caliber is dealt, I think whoever gets that guy is winning the trade. Although Utah did get a lot of draft picks, Donovan Mitchell is going to change that Cavs team. But how much will he change the Cavs team? Man, when you add him with Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen, I I think that 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 Cavs team is going to be good. Do I think that they're going to win the NBA Finals or anything like that? No, but do I think that they are going to compete? I I think that they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Conference champions? I don't know if they're making the finals. I I I think they're it's going to be it's going to be close, man. The East is going to be tough this year. Like I said, they're going to be better than last year. It's man. one of them things, man. I think that this Cavs team, man, they could they could take it, they could build on this. Man, the East this year, you call call it a flip of a coin. You don't know who is going to perform and, and the thing about the NBA, man, especially recently, you never know who's going to be injured and who's going to get injured at the wrong time. If ultimately with the, with these kind of this talent, you just stay healthy and you get into the mix. In the playoff time, come playoff time, if you're healthy, you got a chance. Facts. Are you going to win? I don't know. But you're going to have a chance because this is a good quality roster that Cleveland has put together. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, for sure. So, however, the big storyline in the media is not even that Cleveland is getting Donovan Mitchell, who's a borderline superstar, if not a superstar. It's that the Knicks failed to get Donovan Mitchell. And honestly, we even made a video on the channel, a uh, clip, Talking about how we expected Donovan Mitchell to go there, to we go talked there. about it and what like what what we thought the Knicks would be like with Donovan Mitchell. Ultimately, been a good addition, of course. But ultimately, in terms of Donovan Mitchell's career and in terms of oh winning, yeah, it's better for it's better for him to go to Cleveland. I'm just gonna yeah, be honest. Yeah, of course, yeah. 100%. But the question is, should the Knicks have pursued a Donovan Mitchell trade harder? Because it seems as if they 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 could have got that done if they really wanted to, and they just didn't. So, do you think they should have done it? Considering, you know, they would have been given away first-round picks, potentially R.J. Barrett. But what else could they have? That's what I'm saying. What what are they keeping and what else could they get if they don't get Donovan Mitchell? They would have been losing probably R.J. Barrett and and, and maybe three, four first-round picks. That's not worth it, man. Definitely not worth it. Because the potential with these with these young talents nowadays, man, one of these draft picks could be a superstar. So you think the Knicks made a smart move? Not of course. Pursuing. That's what I'm saying. But to... to that's why, obviously, you think Utah won the trade. So you don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to swing the pendulum of the NBA that much in the grand scheme of things? You don't think this move, although it's going to shift up things, it's not going to shake it up crazy, you know? It's not going to alter who wins the NBA Finals, in your opinion. Definitely not. But it's all about looking towards the future with these with these trades. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when you have Donovan Mitchell, who I would still consider pretty obviously young, uh, and you can link him up with Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen. Obviously, it's going to be probably be difficult at a certain point to keep all four of them together. But 
these guys could even continue to develop and they could get even better. And these guys could be all NBA level guys. You know, obviously Donovan Mitchell's probably already that. Like Jason like Jason Tatum in the Celtic squad. Like it started develop. young and then just you just develop and then you end up in the finals. Exactly. So, so even if they lo- maybe even lose one of these guys to free agency or they demand a trade, whatever, three of them probably is still sufficient. You know what I mean? If they if they develop it to that superstar realm. And and Donovan Mitchell's probably already there, so they only need two of these other guys. And, and Evan Mobley's looking like he could be that. You know what I mean? Darius Garland has that potential. And Jared Allen, he's not, he, I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar per se, but... He's always going to be a good role player. And he's always going to give you defense, man, and, and that's what you want. And, and ultimately, Jared Allen is the kind of guy who's going to win you games. He's, you know what I mean? He's going to win you games just because of that paint presence. We'll see how long the squad stays together, though. That's going to be the big question mark. And obviously, Utah is banking on it not being... Uh, around probably by 2024, 2025, because that's what it seems as if uh, they're banking on because their first pick and this trade is going to take into effect in 2025. So they're they're assuming two, three years out of this team and it's over. Yeah. Ready to talk about LeBron? I'm always ready to talk about LeBron. I know, bro. I know. So, yeah, LeBron posted a video getting ready for year 20. What are our expectations for the Lakers this season? I don't think the expectation should be championship which I think is honestly a disappointment. It's a disappointment anytime you have somebody like LeBron that's not honestly like I don't know if he's going to be competing for the championship this year. You know, I think it's sad that we're going to waste another year of LeBron's career probably not winning a championship because the Lakers have not been able to build a championship level squad around him. You know, obviously they have Anthony Davis. However, those role players are not there and and do I trust Russell Westbrook to uh, ever get back to that third even third superstar level and really contribute to this team? I don't know if I trust it. So you're saying during what about during the off season? Could they have made trades or, you know, did, did they really fail he, during he, the off season? Honestly, you know, they I don't know if they even failed during the off season. They they tried their best and honestly, if they have the Lakers have one move that they possibly la- like could make. Indiana rumored to be interested in Russell Westbrook. Miles Turner potentially could be involved going to the Lakers. I don't know exactly what the details. If Indiana is able to take off. Uh, Russell Westbrook, and, and and even if we get whatever we get, whatever is involved in the trade, I just just if Russell Westbrook is off the team, if we get a bag of chips, you know maybe the, <laughs> maybe maybe the Lakers might be slightly back, more back than I think they are now. Of course. However, the question you're asking me is is LeBron's performance. LeBron is about to have a immense season. I think LeBron is going to put on a show this season. I think LeBron almost knows that the Lakers might not be championship level basketball team this year. But can he put on the performance? But he's going to put team. on a show. He's going to put on a show all all year. Year twenty, box office man. But LeBron has just been doing so much things recently, and he's been doing. I feel like I don't know if recently, he can't. Do, I don't know if he could do it without Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis stepping up. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in terms of really winning, don't. in terms of winning a championship, obviously not. But in terms of his individual performance, I think LeBron is. I mean, let's, let's be honest. LeBron was averaging thirty points a game last year. And when Anthony, I think LeBron is going to average twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe even thirty points a game again this year. When he came into the league, he was raw, but then he like started getting injuries and stuff like that. So and he's fragile period. now. And he, like honestly, you get a a glass a glass cup. That's Anthony Davis. You know, he's fragile. You you, you know, you can break at any moment. It's Anthony Davis. But I think LeBron is going to have an immense season, and I think obviously this is the season where he breaks the all-time scoring record. He's going to they're going to have to make a trade in the season or something to put somebody around LeBron. It's a possibility. Perform, it's a possibility. To perform. I think that if they can find if they can find any way to somehow get Buddy healed, 
Miles Turner, anybody? Anybody that's not route named Russ and, and you know what I mean? Anybody that uh, that isn't Russ will help the Lakers do better. And you know, that's just a fact. What do you think about LeBron this season? What do you think about the Lakers? Like I said, brother, you're going to need to build. That's not, you don't need to build a whole team around him, but just give him one guy, man. Just one more one, guy? Just one guy, bro. And you think that like, if they got one more guy, would they have a chance? I think they definitely have a chance of a championship. Maybe because it's always like, can you with, count out with LeBron? De- that's what I'm saying with dealing with those best players, with whether it's Messi with soccer or Tom Brady with football. Like it's just, it's just always like with dealing with those the top of the top top. You can never count them out. So nah, I'm not counting them out with winning the championship. And that's what I always try to tell people, man. There's a lot of LeBron haters out there, but regardless, you can never count them out 100 percent because we have seen LeBron carry some bum ass teams, and obviously a lot of people say that was. Five years ago, that was four years ago, man. We just saw but he's him. still performing at top caliber. That's, that's what I'm saying. And obviously, man, the Lakers team is, is last year was just pretty bad. And ultimately, they're losing hope by the minute of, of, of improving the team. However, there's a slim possibility, and I'm praying every every single second that I get the opportunity that <laughs> to LeBron, see if LeBron win another championship. Oh, I would I, I would love to see it happen. I, it, it's it's a dream of mine. Uh, Le- LeBron winning a fifth ring would, would be would be great. Think he's being the scoring record. Oh yeah, obviously. This season? Yeah, obviously. That's no all doubt I'm about it. Unless he gets injured and I, I'm yeah. knock on wood. It's possible. Knock on wood. I don't want LeBron to get injured. Uh, all right. So let's shoot it straight into soccer. Yeah, it's ready. I'm tired. So we got Man City. Oh, killing Nottingham Forest. Like nine. Yeah, <laughs> it was like six zero. Holland. Holland was a what, uh, hat trick, right? Back to back hat tricks. But damn, man, that's that's insane, man. That's unheard of. Erling Holland has been tearing the Premier League alive recently. And and honestly, after watching, I, I, I think everyone with a brain probably thought this right when he joined because everyone saw Man City in previous years and they said, wow. You know, they had a Aguero, but he was at the end towards the end of his career. Gabriel Jesus was never quite that guy. If they had a quality, quality number nine, this team would be crazy. And they were already really good. Then they get Erling fucking Holland. The number one striker, you know, young talent in the world, you know, right behind Mbappe. Maybe he's even better. You know what I mean? Some would some would say after what I've been seeing, he might be even better in some aspects. But that's that's besides the point. I think after what I've seen, I, I have I've seen enough. Erling Holland will break the Premier League scoring record single season this season. He will break Mohamed Salah's record, and I'll even go as far to say that he will break Alan Shearer's record. Which was even on the uh, the other games, you know, where they played more games. So they scored obviously some extra goals, but in a thirty-two game season, Mosala has the uh, or thirty-four game season. Yeah, I could definitely agree. I I've been watching Holland's performance these past few games, and look like he's an absolute beast. And I've checked out clips of the greats like Messi in his prime, Ronaldo in his prime, and he's just a, one of those characters that just you know is going to be around the whether it's. Not only the Premier League, but the whole world is going to know him, and he's going to be a star in football. He's football. not going away at any time soon, and this Man City team is looking like utterly dominant. You know what I mean? Although they did drop points, you know they they drop points, and they're right behind Arsenal, who we're going to get into in a second. But they're just looking dominant, and, and it's looking as if nobody can stop them. And and that's even, like we're we're going to see if that translates into the Champions League, because obviously they have ultimately that same curse as PSG about not winning the Champions League 
And we'll see if they can break that this year. Ultimately, like I said last episode, one of them is breaking that. And curve. another thing, though, like with breaking the scoring record, is just like the talent only gets better and better, like as the years go. So like and the, and, now and he's he's Holland's facing pretty great defenders. Oh out yeah, there. Th- this is the this is the highest level, and, and a lot of people thought he wouldn't be able to do it after performing in the Bundesliga, which isn't as good of a league. Of course, they said, "Well, okay, you can do it in the Bundesliga. You can tear that league apart. Okay, but can you tear apart the Premier League?" It's clear as day. Yes, he can. He can. And does he have Kevin De Bruyne sending him beautiful passes? Yes. But he is tearing the, the league apart so far. You know what I mean? So you're saying over there in Germany, man, they don't be playing soccer like they're playing in England. Uh, well, I'm just going to say that the, 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 the Premier League just has the most money pumped into it. They, they have the best quality players. A lot of players love to go there. And obviously there's other uh, world-class players in the good leagues. You know, La Liga would argue La, La Liga fans would argue right now I would say La Liga and uh, the Premier League is the top two has been for a very long time now um, so a lot of people will still argue that La Liga is top but for me personally I'm gonna take the Premier League La Liga fans are probably gonna be pissed at me in the comments but that's okay but because I, I like La Liga and, and I love and I personally this is just slightly off track but I've been loving to, uh, watching Lewandowski played so far for Barca but that's besides the point so what about Arsenal They've been perfect so far, basically, and, this whole season. And that's that's 5 for 5, and they're 15 points out of 15 in the Premier League, and they're two points ahead of Man City, who we've been saying how dominant of a start Man City has like been Like I said, having. I still think they're going to win the Premier League. Like they're going to be Man top. City? Man City? For sure. Don't doubt it. But, but the, Arsenal will be a lot better than they have been in the past. But, but, but the question is, so after 5 for 5, after being 5 for 5, are Arsenal pre- contenders or pretenders? For for the title, definitely not win. Even like, if they don't, even if they don't win the title, are they going to contend for it? Gonna, is it going to be close? Nah, this, this Arsenal's going to fall off. I don't know about. I don't think they're. No, nah, I don't think they're falling off to where they were. But I think like this is a start to where they're building like towards their future. So will they make the top four this season and secure Champions League football? Which is ultimately, if if like, let's be real. Any Arsenal fan, if you told them at the start of the season they're going to get Champions League football next year, they're taking it. So are they getting it? Next year, yeah, eventually. They're going to get it. Yeah. But are they going to get this year? Are they getting top four this year? That's what I'm asking. Oh, definitely. No, nah, I don't see it. Even though they're 5-5 five five right now. There's too many good clubs, bro. But but obviously Liverpool, they have, they, are they going to pick up form consistently? Chelsea, how are they going to perform? Obviously they've signed Aubameyang, but we're going to get into that. Are they going to perform? I don't know. Again, what you, and what about United, bro? We're sleeping on United, bro. They're back on a wave. They are. They could be. Manchester United, bro. <laughs> Look, me personally, I think Arsenal are pretenders for the title. However, they are extremely good contenders for the top four. I would say, based on what I've seen from Arsenal, it's almost it's, it's almost a certainty in my head that they're going to be top four, and I don't see this team losing consistently. I trust Mikel Arteta. Ultimately, it, it, some people had doubts. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, well, Pep Guardiola, his, his prodigies, they're not going to be able to do it without him. Arteta, Arteta is disproving that theory. They still have enough good players in the squad, bro. It's not enough. Saka has been performing out of his mind. They still have quality all over that, that, that pitch. They made some signings. But I ha- trust Arsenal. I really do, man. Gabriel Jesus has been out balling out of his mind. Erling Holland has been great, exceptional, world class. Have they versed some of the OG teams, though? Let's be real. Arsenal, f- being 5 for 5, 
that is just showing me what I, that that they're gonna have the consistency. And Chelsea, they do. I do. I think Chelsea is even close to. Arsenal they haven't right even now? versed any of the teams that we think are going to be even top three, right? Chelsea, they haven't versed them. Obviously, they smoked ass in preseason. Yeah, but they have. They haven't played Man Manchester City or even Man United, right? That's what I'm saying. So let let them play better teams, and then we'll see. But until then, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I I I have faith in Arsenal after the performances that I've seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could. Like I said, like this is a good start, but I want to see more. I don't know. I'm I'm ready to say that they're going to get top four. That's why I said it. I think it's. I think it's. I mean, it's definitely not a certainty ever in the Premier League because injuries happen. But I think that they are definitely there, if not going to be getting second, maybe. But so you know, you wanted to talk about the transfer dead. Dead, deadline day. Exactly. Before we get into the NFL. Exactly, because there were some big signings, including the club that we're gonna, are going to be contending for the top four. Obviously, uh, it's looking as if Man City might run away with the Premier League, but there are uh, always the top four race, and that's always what clubs are ultimately gunning for. Champions League football is what everyone wants. Um, and Chelsea have taken a huge stride in their uh, race to get Champions League football, obviously after a horrible start. They've signed Aubameyang, reuniting him with his former manager, Thomas Tuchel, and signing a midfield option, Dennis Zakaria, from Juventus. Ultimately, do you think Aubameyang and Zakaria can change the Chelsea dynamic and bring them up to contending for the top four and maybe even getting it? Most definitely. I think they're already there, so they just needed Aubameyang and Zakaria. I think they're already I think they're close there, so I definitely think they're going to be there now. Do you trust Aubameyang to fix the Chelsea striker problem? Because ultimately they've had a, a long-running issue of not having a quality striker. Can Aubameyang bag the goals for strike for Chelsea? I mean, do I think they'll win? No, but do I think they'll be contenders? No, no. I'm saying will Aubameyang score goals? Yeah, but I'm saying like score goals to be contenders of the Champions League, right? I'm just saying like, is he going to score goals in the games? Well, yeah, of course. He's going to slap. Exactly. That's what I was asking. I'm not asking about in particular games. I'm just saying in general, Chelsea have had a long-running issue of strikers not performing. In general, across all games. Yeah. So I'm saying, will Aubameyang perform and end this issue for Chelsea? Yeah. He will. I definitely think he'll be able to perform, no question. Do you think he'll be able to score maybe even 10, 15 goals in the Premier League? He's done it before with Arsenal. Can he revive his career? I think it's definitely possible. Reuniting with Thomas Tuchel, who he's had immense success under. Most definitely in Zachariah. Exactly. I, I think I think Aubameyang is going to help Chelsea a lot. I think it's a an issue that ultimately Aubameyang isn't the best, but isn't the best option. You know, obviously there were some world class striker options. Then is Aubameyang the long term fix for Chelsea? No, but. Is he going to help us this season secure Champions League football? I would say it's better than what we had. So I'm going to say if we if you thought we had a chance before, we definitely have a way better chance That's now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So ultimately, man, I've watched too many horrible Kai Havertz performances at striker. That shit makes me want to fucking take my eyeballs out and throw them away. He is a good player overall, though. But, but God, I don't want to watch him play striker no more. And honestly, I would have said... The next game, start Broja. Armando Broja from the Youth Academy, start him over Kai Havertz. And now, honestly, I don't know if Aubameyang is going to be fit, if he's healthy. 
He just got into the fight right That's before. That's crazy. They'll start a youth kid. Over Kai Havertz. I, I'm not I'm not crazy, man. The fans are saying it too. The diehards, man. The people that are there. The season ticket holders, man. They're saying Kai Havertz is not performing. He's not. And, and, and it's... Ultimately, when we paid that hefty transfer fee, I thought this kid was going to be crazy. And he came from the Bundesliga. And he's been... Not what we expected. He's obviously not like Holland because Holland is making the Premier League like fucking. So what about the other trades with United and Liverpool? Ultimately, United signing Anthony from Ajax is a huge. It's a huge transfer. It's it's gonna completely add another dynamic player into the United attack. However, they have Jaden Sancho. They have Marcus Rashford who seems to be back on form, and Cristiano Ronaldo has not even really even got back into the fold yet. Yeah, he's on the bench and stuff like that. It's so, weird. so it seems as if, on first glance, that United is going to have too many forwards. I mean, is that ever a problem to have too many world class forwards? I don't know, but it seems as if they're they're going to have maybe even too many of them to play. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but Jaden Sancho has been performing, and he just scored last last game against Leicester to get them the win, which was their third straight win. So, it, like I said, a lot of people gave me hate for saying Manchester United are back. Who's laughing now? Three wins later, they they might be freaking back. You know, and I definitely I remember agreeing with you on that. That's what I'm saying, brother. So, the, and and United signing Anthony, you know, do, is he gonna is he gonna tear the league on fire right away? I don't know. He might have to take some time to adjust. However, this is a a class young player, and re, reuniting with his former manager Eric Ten Hag, I think that Anthony is going to be able to make an impact. However, like I said, they have a lot of forwards, so I don't know exactly how he's going to manage the rotation and all that. What about Liverpool signing? Arthur, it, it's it's kind of a I mean it's a, it's a he's a decent player, but he's not great. He's not, not great. changing the he's not changing. He's not doing nothing for them. Not crazy. Cuz they've are they've already been pretty performing bad like worse than what we expected. And, so and well they just had a comeback win against Newcastle obviously which we got to watch. Yeah, but and and but that was uh if they had lost that game which it looked like they were going to at one point, <laughs> that we we would have been saying that, what is this start from Liverpool? And then they score a random 98th minute winning goal and now we're saying are they back? I nah. still don't know. That performance didn't fully convince me of anything because they scraped by and somehow got a win. That doesn't convince me, and and signing Arthur doesn't potentially particularly convince me either. However, I think Liverpool are going to be all right. Like that's why I predicted them to make the top four in the Premier League prediction video. But do I think they're going to contend with Manchester City for the title? No, and Arthur is not going to push them over the top and be like, make me say that they're going to win the league now because they signed Arthur. It's freaking Arthur. You know what I'm saying? So now we got the NFL with Jimmy G. And this was a crazy extension because there was this whole offseason saga about is he going to get traded? We've talked about it on the podcast. He ultimately, nobody wanted him. Nobody in the NFL wanted him. Cause we and, all know he's not great. And he re-signs on a, uh, uh, well, he's now he's become the most uh, highest paid backup in the league. <laughs> with uh, $6.5 million guarantee with extensives that are going to push it to $16 million if he, uh, Performs in whatever opportunity kind of fast that he gets and, and performs on the field. You know, that's why he has incentive. So ultimately, what are your thoughts on this move? Honestly, don't. If they were going to start Trey Lance, I mean, like, why didn't they just get rid of him? They He's couldn't. Somewhere else. They couldn't. They couldn't? Like, they couldn't trade him away. They had to like, restructure. And they, and well, I would, honestly, bruh. I think they should have. I think they should have just started Jimmy G, though, bruh. You're you paying all that money and you're trusting him, bro. Do you trust Jimmy G or Trey Lance more? Gotta as a trust quarterback? Jimmy G, man. 
Tries to do me do more. He's got it done for you, bro. In the past, he should be able to get it done again. Like he's made some issues, he's done some mistakes, but overall, like he's gotten the team into some pretty decent places. Exactly, and he's beat Aaron Rodgers in playoffs, playoff games. You know what I mean? And he's accomplished what he's accomplished. He's made a Super Bowl. Lost ultimately to Patrick Mahomes, but, but he almost he almost won that game again when he was in when no no teams wanted him. So he's he's not great, but he can get the job done. Uh huh. So overall, I think they should have started Jimmy G and gave Trey Lance some some reps. Got to give him some reps. Switch switch him out. Ultimately, I think that this was a good deal for the 49ers. I think. It lowers the money, and obviously with the incentives, you know, it kind of like if he plays, which is means something happened to Trey Lance, he will get more money, which is good because the quarterback obviously should get some more money than $6.5 million if he's playing, if he's starting. And Trey Lance, you know, I trust Trey Lance, but this just gives me that security blanket. You know what I mean? If something happens, if an injury happens, man, we have a good quarterback, Jimmy G., we trusted him last season with the offense, and, and and at some points he was playing through injuries, man. You know he's going to give it his all. And ultimately now, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, so if he does get the opportunity, I think he's going to perform very well for the San Francisco 49ers. However, I think uh, Shanahan is making the, the correct decision starting Trey Lance. I think you have to to go on, go, go in, and you have to trust him. And I trust Jimmy G, but you have to trust Trey Lance because that's the future of the franchise and the potential is there. So what, you don't you think rested him for the year, and now it's time. It's time. You, you think Jimmy G should get some reps, though? If if something happens to Trey Lance, man, it's good that we, you have Jimmy G there because you trust Jimmy G. What if Trey Lance starts performing, you know? And, 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 and so then Jimmy G's just going to sit there like a backup does. So... So, he's gonna get paid six point five million to do that. So if Trey Lance starts performing bad, he's just gonna still continue to sit on the bench. Exactly. Wait, no. If Trey if Trey Lance starts performing, if Trey Lance is bad, then Jimmy G will probably start. Overtake. Got to give him a chance. But what if Trey Lance is good? That's what I'm trying to say. I think Trey Lance is gonna be good. A lot of people do as well. You, I trust Kyle Shanahan. At the end of the day, this is one of the best offensive minds in, uh, in all of the NFL, and that's why ultimately I trust the Miami Dolphins this year too. Because they have Mike McDaniel, who was his apprentice almost. We'll definitely see what happens with the 49, 49ers this season. Let's get into the Russell, Broncos and Russell Wilson and his another, contract extension. Another contract extension. Obviously, this is uh, Russell Wilson getting a $245 million, uh contract extension, making him the second highest paid quarterback in the league, uh, right behind Aaron Rodgers. Ultimately, what are your initial thoughts on this move? I mean, you already—they already had him sign, the, so like, they didn't have to extend the contract right away per se. But right? they just wanted to get it done over with. The market is always changing. They just wanted to pay him, get it over with. I don't think that was the move. I think you should have waited and see what young talent is coming out in the future seasons. Don't get me wrong; you got Russell Wilson now. Just chill with him now. I don't think they should have gave him a two hundred and forty-five million. Dollar contract extension. You need that money to build the team, bro. But you gotta you gotta keep in mind that's like a, it's like a salary cap, so it's like it's a cap hit every year, so it's like thirty million per year or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's only it's not like two hundred forty five million right off the cap like right at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it seems like Russell Wilson is gonna stay there for a long time. Yeah, but like it's not like they can't build a team. They already have the team built around him, regardless. I mean, the team for this season is already built. Gonna be a real ass good, good ass team. I think the Broncos are gonna be really good this year. Who they got? Jerry Judy. 
And I, uh, I drafted the running back in fantasy. He's up there. Young talent. What about I, the defense? The, you know, the, 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 I trust the Denver Broncos defense. They're, it's one of the things. They always are going to have a good defense. It's the Denver Broncos. Secondary. Secondary is always there. It's the Denver Broncos. Ultimately, with Russell Wilson, they have ultimately, they solved their ultimate problem of the quarterback position. They have not solved that since Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning. Of course. Exactly. So, once so, you solve that, they have a great wide receiving core, good running backs, Melvin Gordon. They got options. But who, know, how, who knows how good Russell Wilson will be from a couple years down the line? It's court. It's the court. Man, Russell Wilson is his talent is not going to decline. I have full faith in Russell Wilson, and that's why I think this was a good move by Denver Broncos. I think you had to give him this money. I think the, the way the quarterback market is going, man, we're seeing everyone get more money. Lamar Jackson is about to get paid. Whenever that happens, Kyler Murray got paid. Josh Allen, he's going to get paid real soon. Everyone is getting paid. You just want I, honestly. I think the Broncos made a smart move because I think the market is going to continue to go up, 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 up. And if you waited any longer, Russell Wilson could have been asking for $300 million in a year. Would you rather pay him $245 million and get him locked in or wait a year because you, you messed up and you waited, and now he's going to ask for $300 million because that's where the market is going. It's going up. So it's like either or. And ultimately, or he could get injured or something. I don't like see Russell Wilson falling off, man. We're seeing what Tom Brady is doing. We're seeing the quarterback position evolve. We're seeing them be more and more protected. I trust Russell Wilson to be a amazing quarterback for many years down into the line in the future. Definitely something. It's, not, it's, it's a not possibility. Like he's falling off. It's possibility. He's not falling off. The possibilities out there that something could happen. Of course, but that's with anybody at any given moment. It's true. You know, he could get injured at any given second. And Russell Wilson has had a few injuries here and there. But that's how it goes. You know what I mean? He's going to get injured. Sometimes he's going to get injured. You know what I mean? All you can do is trust your guy. And what better guy to trust than Russell freaking Wilson? You know what I mean? Russell Wilson. My, you know, it's Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's Russell Wilson. I'm trusting it. Let's get into the Titans. Tennessee Titans. Obviously, their defensive end, star defensive end, pro bowler, Harold Landry tore his ACL in practice. Sad sight to see. He had a career-high 12 sacks last year. My, my first thoughts on this, man, it's one of the things I guess you can't really prevent it, but it's just I wish there was a way you could prevent it. You never want to see someone tear their freaking ACL in freaking practice, man, especially right before the season. And this guy, we knew he was going to perform. We knew, we knew he was up there. We knew he was probably going to be, be a Pro Bowl Cowboy player again this year. Maybe even get a couple more sacks. This really affected high. my AFC South predictions, which we are going to get into in of a Of course this affected the AFC South predictions, man. I mean, this is this is a guy that's hard to replace for the Titans. And ultimately, they still have Derrick Henry, and they still have other yeah. guys. But it's going to be tough to replace this this guy this season for the Titans. I mean, Harold Landry, that's a tough guy to replace. And... Mike Vrabel is going to be searching for answers, and I don't know if he's where I don't know where he's finding them. Uh, I trust Mike Vrabel. You know he's a he's a great coach. I saw him accept his Coach of the Year award uh, a few days ago. You know what I mean? He, he said he doesn't like to reflect on last season because he didn't win anything because they did they didn't win anything, which is true. But he himself is a great coach. I trust him. But this is guy's going to be tough to replace. I really want to talk about the AFC South predictions, man, because this really just affected it all. 
I'm ready to get into my first. All right, well, then you better go ahead and uh, <laughs> say your predictions then. So I got the Colts. Finishing first. So Yeah, finishing first. Then I got the Jags, the Titans, and the Texans finishing last because they lost to Sean Watson, man. That was a huge loss, man. Exactly. Huge loss. And the Titans, they just lost a star defensive end that they really, really needed. And again, people are sleeping on the Jags, man. But like I said, like when we we're doing the hot takes, man, I got Trevor Lawrence really, really doing great this year, man. Great things. However, do I think they're going to beat the Colts? Not necessarily, man. They're stacked. You got a stacked roster this year, man. So, all right. So finishing fourth in this division, obviously, I think I got uh, the Texans. You know, obviously they're Similar. just they're just rebuilding. Same thing. They're rebuilding. I think obviously uh, uh, you lose to Sean Watson, top five quarterback. Honestly, they're gonna need to look uh, for a quarterback of the future. You know, Mills isn't the guy long term. Obviously, is he fun to watch? You know what I mean? Sure, maybe he's fun to watch. He's fun to kind of laugh at in the sense of, oh, he's not the best quarterback, but he gets the job. That make a play here and there. Exactly, make a play. But at the end of the day, Houston is going to be looking in the draft. uh, Whatever uh, they're going to be looking at the drafts, they're going to be trying to find their next guy, the next Deshaun Watson. Hopeful. I don't know if you want the next Deshaun Watson. They're going to be wanting to find the next great quarterback to wear (laughs) a Houston Texans uniform. Finishing third in this division, I got the Jags. The Jags, I, honestly, I think they're going to be much better this year. I think the Jags are going to be much better this year. I trust Trevor Lawrence. I think they put together a better team around him. And ultimately, let's be honest, last year we were saying Trevor Lawrence was the best quarterback prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck, since Peyton Manning. He was the most NFL-ready we've ever seen. And obviously... He had the Urban Meyer setback. He dealt with so much his rookie year. And honestly, Trevor Lawrence's rookie year fell so under the radar because the Jags were such a shit show and they were honestly so bad. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence went from the number one pick to everyone kind of forgot about him. Not going to lie. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. I think Trevor Lawrence will do great things. However, I think he's going to show signs that the Jags can definitely contend in the future. I think the Jags are not too far off, especially when we see how good Trevor Lawrence performs this year. However, they're just going to be a solid 7-10 team. team. You know what I mean? They're going to be 8-9 and nine maybe. They're going to get definitely a lot more wins than they had last year. Finishing second in this division, got the Tennessee Titans. Ultimately, I think that their record is going to be worse, but they're probably uh, worse than it was before the Harold Landry injury. However, now they're just... Are, are they going to make the playoffs as a wild card? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's going to be tough to, to make, make to say that now. You know what I mean? There might only be one team that makes the playoffs out of the South now. You know, And, and ultimately, we, we kind of know who that's going to be, the Indianapolis Colts. But back to the Titans real quick. I love Derrick Henry. Obviously, that running game is crazy. Ryan Tannehill, we know what they got, obviously. But they lost A.J. Brown, obviously, to the Eagles. Huge wide receiver loss. Ryan Tannehill. Not a really a great quarterback. I saw him play too many freaking times for the Miami Dolphins. I saw him so many times. He w- he's not great. He's not great, man. He's not really. And now without AJ Brown, man, I just don't really trust that too too much. I That's really what don't. I'm saying. But Derrick Henry is a force to be reckoned with. Let's just be honest, man. He yeah. will win you games on his own. Put the team on his back. He makes Ryan Tannehill look like he can win the games and be a competent quarterback. You know what I mean? Let's be real. Derrick Henry and the Titans are the better quarterback, even slightly better than Ryan Tannehill. Probably going to be winning the Super Bowl. But not this year. I'm not saying. I'm saying in previous years they would have done that. Previous years they would have done May, that. Possibly. But 
ultimately my first place team in this division, like I said, the Indianapolis Colts. I think getting Matt Ryan, replacing Carson Wentz is a good move. The Colts have been building a really, really good squad for a long time now. Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard on the defensive end. Uh, well, obviously the linebacker, but he's on the defensive side of the ball. And let's be real, this Colts team is going to be really, really fun to watch. I'm interested to see Matty Ice on a different uniform. You know, he's been on the Falcons for so, so long, my entire life. You know what I mean? He's been on the freaking Fal- Falcons. So now to see him wearing blue instead of red, it's going to be kind of weird. But I'm excited to see how good the Colts can be because I, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, but do I think they could be one of those teams that, that – they get into the mix, come playoff team time, and they're healthy. Could they sneak up th- and win it because they got Matt Ryan and they got a, a, a proven guy and they got some proven weapons? But could they do it? They might. They got a roster. Do I? Am I betting on it? No. But could they sneak up on us and be a dark horse? Yes. I like how we both got the Colts first and the Texans last, though. Yeah, I'd agree on that. Oh yeah. And ultimately, the, the Jags they could be they could be good and and. The Titans could play worse. Ultimately, Derrick Henry, as good of a running back as he is, is might a running not, back. He could get injured at any second. Might not be able to hold the team on his back either. If he gets, if Derrick Henry gets injured, then the Titans go from second place team to I'm gonna say third, just because the ti- Texans are gonna be really bad. But uh, yeah, the Titans, they're them being second relies on Derrick Henry in my eyes. Uh, I think it's time to transition into music and culture, bro. It's time. Bet. So we got the baby only selling 500, 500 seats in New Orleans, man. It's just <laughs> and the show it's got bad. Canceled. That's really, really bad. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And they had to obviously cancel the show. It's bad. Who are you blaming for only selling 500 tickets? The baby. What do you mean, the baby? I'm blaming the baby, bro, only because. His his recent actions have gotten to where like, like you know what I'm saying with the fights and like the whole like all that stuff, bro. Like it's been hard for a promoter for him to like really sell tickets. Uh huh. For the promoter to really sell tickets for the baby because of the all the stuff that's been going on around him. Do I believe that all of it like is deserved? Like he shouldn't be able to sell tickets? No, nah, I think people should still buy his tickets if they're really really loyal fans. However. It's not seeming like he has that truly loyal fans, man. His his the baby with um the ba- the baby collab with NBA Youngboy only sold like thirty k, bro. So and if you're selling thirty k with one of the hottest hottest artists in right now in the game, man, it's just is he dying? Is the true question? Mm-hmm. Is he dying? Is he dying? Is the baby is the so, baby so, so fading the, away? It, I mean, I think the baby is slightly fading away, and he's gonna fall off. I was gonna pose the question to you honestly, if the baby had had fallen off. I think, I mean, compared to where he was at one point when he was dropping number one hits on Billboard with Roddy Rich, and he was he's know, nowhere near he's there nowhere, nowhere near there. But and he knows but, that but, himself. But he's still cemented in the rap game, and, and honestly, course. let's be honest, sometimes he he's fire. He has so he, of course he has a chance to come back, but but will he in the near future? I don't. I'm not seeing it personally, bro. I don't. I don't, I, don't I don't see it. But for this for this particular incident, man, let's just be real. I'm blaming the promoter. And why do you say that? Let's just be real, man. It's the baby, and it's only 15k show. And it's New Orleans. That's not that many people, man. If and if you're really selling it for that cheap, you gotta be able to find somebody to get that ticket. You gotta promote it better. There's, there's like there's no way. First of all, why would I blame? The only way you could blame the baby. 
is if he didn't just didn't post it too, which is also like I guess promoting it in a sense, or is it, or you could blame him for making trash music. We're gonna blame him for falling off. That's what you're gonna do. I mean, I, I don't know how you could really blame the baby, unless he just didn't promote it either. And like I said, but let's just be real. It's, it's the promoter's job to promote it, and. But- but how can he promote if his recent actions have caused him, you know, to for his fans not to buy it? So then why would you even book him for a show in the first place if you weren't fucking with his recent actions or anything like that? You got to consider that. I mean. That's true as well. So, but but maybe the baby was like, yo, you got to book this, bro. Like, I'm on the come up. Like, I'm coming back into it, man. Like, people are fucking with me again. You know what I'm saying? Because it happened over a year ago. Yeah. However, he's been... He he was excluded from performing at like some pretty high venues this year mm-hmm. because of his actions last year. And I, so I, I know, so I know he, he's had a lot of bad actions and such. You know what I mean? Obviously, in the past year, you know, too many to count almost. But I just find it hard to believe that you can't find more than five hundred people. It, well, it said they assumed they were fewer than five hundred. So you can't. So let's say you you can't find at least especially five, in New Orleans. You, you can't find five hundred people. You ain't, you can't even even find five hundred people because it's less. You can't even find five hundred people in debate in New Orleans that want to go see a debate concert for fifty dollars. Fifty dollars? I've been to New Orleans, bro. Fifty dollars ain't getting you far, bro. That's getting you like two shots, bro. You could go to see two the shots. You could go see the baby for fifty or fifty bucks, twenty five bucks. Maybe you lower twenty five, man. Look, two shots or watch the baby in concert. In the concert, comment what you would rather have in the comment <laughs> box below. Two shots, not twenty five dollars, or the baby concert. Which one would you rather have? <laughs> answer, bro. Which one would you rather have, bro? I'm telling the comments to answer, bro. I really want to know, bro. Well, if it's only two shots, you're going to the baby concert. That's what I'm saying. So but the promoter has to do a shots, better job, bro. I, I've been to New Orleans, bro. That ass, bro. It gotta be huge it shots. shots. It wasn't, bro. It was. It was wasn't, bro. It wasn't. What do you mean it? It just wasn't. It was like what you. It, it's like some normal shots, bro. That ass, bro. I like, I'm not. I'm not capping. Why would I lie? So we got Nav, one of our favorites. Officially drops his feature list for his new album. We got Uzi, Future, Travis, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, and more. Thinking it's gonna be fire, bro. This like, shit is gonna be ridiculously fire. Like fire. Ridiculous. Like, top of I had to sit up. I had to sit up. Man, some people might be sleeping on this nav album. I think this shit is gonna be sleeping fire. on nav in general. Let's be real. Uzi, future, Travis Scott, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk. Let's be real. So you would say that's the generic feature list per se, but we know they're gonna come in with some banger verses, some fire verses. Uzi, the production is gonna be their future, the production gonna be their Travis. We've already heard the uh, Travis Little Baby feature. Unless there's gonna be another one, we don't know. I think with uh, also Derek, with the Bryson John Tolliver, Bryson Tiller with the Bryson Tiller feature, he's like expanding his trying, trying to do some different stuff. That's what I'm saying, trying to do some different stuff. So it's interesting. And obviously, the song that Nav just dropped, the second single, "Wrong Decisions," was produced by himself. So I'm really excited to see Nav with uh, producing his own music. Exactly, like I said, I love it when artists do that. I, I I've said it so many times on this podcast. Um. That's why I'm really, really excited to hear this album. And Nav obviously has been cooking it up for so, so long. Where cooking. It's like, it better be fire. You know what I mean? Like I'm expecting a classic from Nav almost in a sense. You know what I mean? Especially when I first saw this track list. You know what I mean? Uzi's obviously one of my favorites in Future. Heard Nav, this Nav little snippet future. with the intro video to the album. It was fire. The whole 
art and all that stuff. Like it was Nav crazy. and Future have have not really dropped a bad song in a long time. They've been dropping bangers recently. You know, every single year almost. Don Tolliver's been just been on a feature run and stuff. So like LeDurk, come on. Like 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 if anyone thinks that this is gonna be bad, they're crazy. Crazy. Insane. Now a lot of people are gonna sleep on it just because it's Nav, I'm not gonna lie. Because a lot of people sleep on Nav. But like I don't know, with this album, bro, I would just encourage people, and we're going to talk about people who you should listen to, you know what I mean? But I would just encourage people, even if you sleep on Nav, to, to listen to this album and really give it a chance because I think he's been cooking it up for a long time and I think it's really going to be maybe one of his best bodies of work. Fact, I can definitely agree with that. I think Nav himself has even said, uh, hinted at that at an interview, that this might be his best body of work. And we know Nav has dropped some good music. Even if even people who I, say, who I know hate Nav will admit Nav has made good music. Of course. So, like, this could be his best body of music. And if that's the case, you got to give it a listen. I'm going to be listening. I'm excited. I can't wait for it to drop. I don't know if they, uh, they dropped the official date. I don't think so. But whenever yeah. he does, I'm going to be on it. Facts, and you know I'm going to be on it, too. Exactly. We got So now let's get into Quavo and Takeoff dropping separate music from Offset. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Offset's beefing with the whole QC and – Old label man suing him. Exactly suing him. After they attempted to claim his solo career, and all Offset said he paid hefty, hefty <sighs> millions of dollars for the rights to his solo career. And if that's the case, I'm not gonna lie. QC trying to claim his solo career. If Offset really did pay millions for it, it's super fucked up. But it's not the first time labels do messed up things. Label, labels consistently do messed up things, and I'm not. I'm not gonna blame Offset for doing what he's doing. And, and you know. I don't know exactly the full situation. Obviously, nobody really knows. But if Unkin Few, which you know happens to be Quavo and Takeoff, are not going to ride with Offset, if if this is the case, and they're they're really trying to steal Offset's solo career, you this know could I mean? be the end of the Migos. That's sad, but but you would think if that's the case, and and they would see like okay, QC is that's messed up. They would ride with their boy because that's Offset. So I don't really understand it, and I'm I'm excited, not excited, but I'm I'm interested to see what Offset's his solo project. It's still a project, but I'm excited to under to understand whenever they this all comes out because at some point they are going to start talking on this. Exactly, right everything's going to come to light. Exactly, and I'm just I, I'm so interested to see exactly what went on behind the scenes and, and what was going on. Why why did this occur? Because right now we still really don't have no answers. Facts, and we're just it's all speculation. And let's be real, we're just getting bits and pieces of information that they kind of want us to know, which screams publicity stunt. But like. I just don't know, man. Like, like to me, what they're doing, it, it's, it's. I, I, first we said publicity stunt, but, but it just gets more and more layers. And to I it. knew, bro. And I now knew. It's, it's seeming like it might not be for real, man. Especially I remember with this during QCP the be- beef. I remember during the beginning of this, man. I'm like, yo, like, they're really beefing, man. And like, I, I don't know if Quavo and we would just go out and be like, yo, we're unconfused now. You know what I'm that's saying? What I'm I, saying? That's what I was saying in the beginning. Yeah, you bro. did say that. I remember. And I said, bro, I was like, nah, they go, it's just publicity stuff. Now, and I was like, nah, bro, he wouldn't name like a whole like type of group without Offset if it, it wasn't for any, real. It doesn't make any sense. And, and you might, might have been right. Because let's just be real, man. It's getting worse and worse. And, and he's bringing other artists into it. Like, let's be real. Do you really think it's a coincidence that they're, they're dropping on the same night and Lil Baby is... is that was is, a little while back, though, when I said that. I know, but I'm saying, like, do you think it's a coincidence that Lil Baby is dropping on the same night and they're dropping music on the same night and Lil Baby, and and, and he's saying, oh, it's time for Lil Baby and he's using this as promo. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know. I understand why QC is definitely trying to use this as promo because the little baby's about to drop. Facts. And all of all, all the stuff and obviously they might not be making money off of offset right now, but they're making money off Unconfused. They're making money off that big stunner with, with that just dropped. They're making their money off of Party all the time, or I guess Party that dropped on DJ Khaled featuring uh, DJ Khaled's album with Quavo and Takeoff, which was fire. So QC is, is chilling and, and they're just ma- they're racking in the money because of this beef, but ultimately might not pay off in the end. And I don't know what the future of the Migos is fully go- going to be. You know what I mean? Is it, it? I don't know. Part of me is still leaning, just because my in my heart and soul I want them to be to come back together. I guess that they're going to be back one day. I think that, that this won't be the last time. Culture Three was definitely not the last time we see a Migos album. I will say that. I don't think so. Facts. I don't know, man. It might, might probably take a break. It might be two years. I don't know. Beef might some some more beef. Some more layers to the beef might happen. But at some point they're gonna reconcile it. I, I hope. Everything's gonna get unfolded and people Everything's are gonna know go- about it. And people are gonna some people may and more sides to the story might come out. Exactly. And and, a, and then and a, maybe an educated person can chime in. And then maybe they can close to and them. Then maybe, hopefully they can fully resolve everything and the money and, and make everything right and then move forward as a group because ultimately, man, they blood at the end of the day. So I know you can only beef so hard, man, and eventually that gets to the fucking with the family and you, you can't really have that. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So like, they're going to have to figure it out at some point. And I know that their family, other family members aren't going to let them continue to beef. You know what I'm saying? If it's for real. Of course. I, I don't see it. So you ready to get into Potentially a new series on the channel. Uh, yeah, well, well, maybe not. I, I, I don't know. It's something that we could talk about at some point, you know, obviously. Uh, we just wanted to bring set some light almost uh, on some underrated artists. Exactly. That, that we are personally rocking with at the moment. You know what and I mean? We both named one each, but there was There's so many, many more that, that we, we could that we like. name, like, strict for one. And, you know... We've been uh, interacting with him on Instagram a little bit. You know what I mean? Let us know in the comments. You want to see Young Mo. Hey, tag Strick if you want Strick on Shoot It Straight. Because we, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying, we're trying to make yeah. it happen, man. Let Strick know that y'all we want we, we y'all want him on Shoot It Straight, basically. Let Definitely. Strick know because we want to get him. And Strick, low-key, is starting to like fuck with us a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So if, if y'all start to show, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe we can get Strick. I ain't going to lie. That shit will be fire. We want to get Strick. But that's besides the point. That's just one underrated artist, man. Again. P- Listen but to Strick if y'all haven't already. We got many more that we could have named today, but, but I'll Blue, go first. Exactly, Blue. I wanted you to go first and name your underrated artist. I mentioned like, him on the channel previously. We got Montana of 300. Recently dropped his album Rap God. Man. <sighs> Montana of 300, man. I can go on about him for a long time. However, let me just say these things. One. The way he flows on the beat, immensely ridiculous. I haven't seen nobody do it like him in a very, very long time. Two, lyrically, insane with a double entrees and what do you call it? The double, uh, uh, yeah, the yeah. double entrees and the and the entendre, sto- yeah, and the stories, the stories that he tells when he raps, just crazy. So the way he's able to put everything together. I've never seen it done with anyone. And I'm talking with Eminem, Jay-Z, like the greats. I, and I've listened to the greats, and I, I don't know, man. I think Montana, he got him. So let me name three songs that you guys should go listen to. We got Homecoming King, 
the boy that never sold his soul and loved me when I'm gone. And those three are all off the Rap God album. However, I also wanted to name some honorable mentions that aren't on the album. We got the White Iverson remix, the Chirac remix, and the Super Gremlin remix. So y'all know all those are fire beats. Let, let us know in the comments how he how he did on the remix and yeah. his own songs, yeah. especially the remix compared yeah. to the rappers who rapped them originally. And, and I, I do like Montana as well, you know, obviously. Me personally, like, boy, that never so was sold. That shit's fire. Y'all got to listen to that if y'all haven't already heard it. It's been fire. Like, like why would we lie when like, like when I say y'all got to hear these songs? Y'all got to hear these songs, man. Just they, the they, story, they, man. They fire, the story, bro. And, and, why would, and they're fire. Why, why, why would we cap and put y'all onto some trash? You know what I mean? We, we really not. This is this fire. You got to hear them. If you if you, you like that type of music, you're going to like Montana. You know what I mean? It's the story he's got to tell. The flow. And the beat, too. Like, it's a song beat, you can listen beat, to. These, these beats are crazy. And, and let's be honest, if you listen to the remixes, you know you're going to like those beats because it's classic. But he only gets on classic beats. You know, hits, you know what I mean? Super Gremlin. You know that beats fire. White Iverson. Fact. We just heard the Panda remix, you know, back in the day. It's a classic beat. Panda. Like Bros in the letter. You know what I mean? It's a classic, so. So I know you, you wanted to talk about your artist, though, bro. Exactly. Big Walk Dog. Signed to Gucci Mane. Let's be real. I'm not going to lie. I got a, my boy Jonathan. We had him on the podcast one not time. Not me, a different Jonathan. Exactly. Another Jonathan. A boy from Avon Park. Put me on a Big Walk Dog back in the day. And he's my underrated artist because right now, let's be real, he ain't pulling in the crazy amount of views. He, although he is signed to 1017, he should be getting more views than he is, honestly. The future, you know, he's getting some decent features. Not really, though. He can do it on his own. He just dropped some new songs. You know, he's dropping like almost every week, almost. You know, I subscribe to him on YouTube and he just drops all the time. One he's thing, feeding the fans. It's not necessarily like the story, though, like with Montana for me with Big Walk Dog. It's more like the. Like he's just like you can like he just bang. go he, he just go in man his beats are crazy and, and he just kind of he just bang he, he, he just, head he just turn it on man like and just go his song go crazy his songs go crazy in the car and the three songs that I would recommend man if you gotta listen to Big Walk Dog first Love of the Money featuring Hot Boy ooh fire it's it's just a vibe it's it's more of a it's not the 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 headbanger almost. It's more of just a vibe song from. It's it's, it's versatile. Big Walk Dog. Yeah. It's a, you know what I mean. And Hot Boy, obviously, that's one of our favorite artists. And it, for me, when they collabed, I was like, oh my god, this is like a dream come true almost. <laughs> because this is two two of the most fire artists right now coming together, and they made it. And they made an absolute fire song. Facts. And I hope they collaborate in the future once Hot Boy gets out. Unless they ma- and if they made more songs when they were in the studio, I hope we'd get those. You know what I mean? Because it was fire. What are your other songs? The second song, Nino. We heard it in the car on the way to the bank earlier. It's fire. Nino. Let's be real, he dropped it like three months ago or whatever. It's more of a newer song. I think it's going to be on his new tape whenever he does drop it. It's it's just, it's one of them headbangers. Like what we were just talking about. That's a headbanger. And then the hit that I'm going to say you have to listen to, and this is probably the song that a lot of people, if they have heard Big Walk Dog, this is probably one of his biggest hits, if not his biggest hit, with Gucci, Poppin'. Dropped on the, Poppin'. Uh, it Bro. dropped on the 1017 tape originally. Let's be real, that song is the song that put me on 
Big Walk Dog. His fire. I, he I, put me onto that song. That's how I sh- I that's, what I'm saying. that's how I showed him Big Walk Dog when I first showed him Big Walk Dog. It's just one of them songs like when you first listen to Big Walk Dog, that's what you want to listen to, man, because everyone kind of likes Gucci because he's an OG. So if you like Gucci, man, listen to that song. You're going to hear Big Walk Dog. He spits a fire as verse. And then you're going to want to listen to Nino. You're probably going to want to hear Nino. Once you hear Nino, Love of the Money, you're going to be you're gonna be set. You're going to be like, Big Walk Dog, I need a tape right now. I, that's what I'm like. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the tape. And ultimately, when Big Walk Dog wants to tape, hopefully we can get the interview one day. You know what I mean? And hopefully we can get the Montana interview. You know, let us know in the comments down below what songs from these artists that y'all like the most. And, and maybe even if y'all listen to another song that we didn't even list, because we obviously listen to other songs from these artists too. So we, it's hard to put it all into a top three list. So if you listen to another song that you like, put it in the comment box below. We probably gonna like the ones that we like the best. We'll probably let y'all know. Oh yeah, that song's fire. Or you know, oh we didn't like that one. Whatever. You know what I mean? We always got our opinion on almost every single song that comes out. Almost, so. It was good to add music on uh, underrated artists. So exactly. Really good. Big Walk Dog and Montana 300, you got to check them out. Got to, every single person. Facts. Let's get into culture. Woo! Chris Rock. He's not, he's not going back. And do you blame him? Chris Rock not going back to the Oscars in 2023 after the infamous slap. Do you blame him? Not necessarily. Should he have went back? Nah, I don't. Man, I don't, I don't think he time. I bro. don't think he should have went back, bro. They disrespected him, bro. That's what I'm saying. It bro. was. It was just look. They lost credibility. It was a disrespect. And but and let's be real. Chris Rock literally compared him going back to host the Oscars. It would be like OJ's ex-wife going back to the restaurant that she was stabbed at, and and, and obviously was fatally stabbed. Jokingly, at. obviously. Jokingly, he said that. But I'm saying like that's what he compared it to. And let's be real. He's pretty, he's right. After that, most honestly, one of the most infamous culture incidents of all time, almost. I remember that shit was going, uh, that shit was on a whole other level of viral. Him going back just next year would be distasteful. My opinion, be distasteful. And, and let's be real, it was smart of him to also turn down the idea of a Super Bowl commercial referencing the slap. Because if I was Chris Rock, I've made my money, it's not about the money. I want to move on from that incident. And, if, and Will Smith, obviously, they've probably spoken private. Maybe they haven't. But I would just want to move on from that incident. And I'm sure Will Smith wants to move on from the incident. Chris Rock does. They, they are doing their own respective things. And they just want to move on. Just him hosting the Oscars would just remind everyone of, like, the slap. And, like, and then you know someone would low-key make a, you know, like, someone would make a joke about it. Like, they would act like they're going to run up on him and then, like, fake it out. You know what I mean? Like, and they're going to do that either way, probably. They are. But still, like, it's just not, like. But it would have been super distasteful if they did it while he, like, like if, you, if they do that and it's, like, somebody else hosting it, it's a funny joke. But if you do it, it could offend Chris. Like, I, mean, I don't know, but people could make that out. I just think it would have been. Weird to have him back on right after, man, and it would have just been like a almost like a a pity, like oh my god, we're so sorry that the slap happened last year. Here, you can do it again. You know what I mean? Of course. And people would just be like, oh my god, I have so much respect for Chris Rock for being able to do that. You know what I mean? You know, it would it would be like a almost a pity thing. And Chris Rock, he's a he's an OG. He don't want no one's pity. He just wants to move forward and move on with his life and, and continue to do comedy and, and entertain people. And I don't blame him, man. Yeah, so overall, like I said, like I think like he shouldn't host the Oscars again because like it's just gonna it's not gonna be good for Chris Rock overall. I can definitely agree with you. Exactly. I just don't think it's a smart move, and let's be real, he just needs to move forward, continue to move forward, and that's all he's doing. I think it's smart. 
All right, let's get into the next topic. We got KSI winning two fights in the same night. Exactly. His event against Swarms and Luis Alcaraz Pineda. However, Andrew Tate, who's popping on social media. Going crazy. He got banned now, technically, I guess. He's not popping no more. He's been popping on social media because other people have been posting him, reposting his videos. They're trying to keep his name alive. Exactly. So His name is still alive. We're even talking about him. Exactly. (laughs) So do you believe that Andrew Tate can beat KSI and True Jordy on the, the same, same night. night. I, I don't think he can. I'm not going to lie. Some of what Andrew Tate says, I agree with. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I, I, it has nothing to do with the top G. I like the top G. I like kind of what he says. I don't have nothing against Andrew Tate. And I don't think he should be banned off social media because I think everyone should have their voice. And let's be real, regardless of him might be might saying maybe saying some bad comments sometimes, I guess, and maybe it's kind of just how he words them sometimes. He does have a lot of inspirational and motivational messages for the of youth. Of course. And let's be real, you can watch his message and some of the things he says and be motivated to want to get rich and, and do better in your life. And is that ever a message that is should should be getting frowned upon for, for putting out there? I don't think so. So with that with that being said, it has nothing to do with that. But I just think I saw a video of Andrew Tate doing real boxing, not kickboxing, and it, it just wasn't really it. And I just think KSI is a seasoned boxer. He's done more fights. He even beat Logan Paul. KSI would win that fight. You know what I mean? He probably now let's be real. Andrew Tate would probably beat True Jordy, but I don't think Andrew Tate would beat KSI personally, unless he trained hella. Do I believe he'll be able to beat both in the same night? No, but I think he's beating one. Possible though, I think he can be both in the same night because it's, it's Andrew Tate. Let's be real. He, he has the mentality. Let's be real. Let's be like real. The one, the one that's up for debate. The, the one, the, the only, the fight that's up for the most debate would be him versus KSI. Who do you think's winning that fight? I got Andrew Tate. So if like he fights KSI first, oh yeah, I got yeah, because they're gonna, that's what they're gonna want to do. They're gonna want him to be the most fresh and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, then I got yeah, I got Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. Damn. I don't know, man. I trust KSI. I think KSI will be able to win that fight. But I do think it would be a just, good fight. And I think Andrew Tate got a good, strong mentality. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, like, in training, bro, like, it's just going to be different, bro. I, I, I do think – I do think – I think it would be a close fight, but I think KSI might pull that out because of the extra experience in boxing and and, and maybe even a higher-level boxing, per se. You know what I mean? Andrew Tate was a, a really good kickboxer, but does that translate to high-level boxing? You know what I mean? KSI beating – Oh, do you want to call it high level? I don't know, but but Logan Paul, I would consider decently leveled. You know, he he's had top trainers trained with Floyd Mayweather, played went against Floyd Mayweather. Well, it's a pretty decent level, and KSI beat Logan Paul, and now he's beating Swarms and Luis Alcaraz Pineda on the same night. It's impressive. And if he does get Andrew Tate, I think he'll win. Again, I think Andrew Tate has a possibility of beating both. But I know he's going to beat one. But speaking of Logan Paul, we got Jake Paul fighting Anderson Silva. This is a huge fight. Even Dana White, who has been on record hating Jake Paul over and over again, has said, this is the first real fight of Jake Paul's career. And that means something to me. As soon as I saw the headline, I said, oh, my God. I had to write this down on the topics list. It was over. I had to write this down. Let's be real. This is Jake Paul's the first real fight. His first real fight. Anderson Silva, whew, that's a real fighter, man. He was a beast. Champion. Man. Although it, it might not have been boxing, but 
He's an, an MMA he's fighter. Not at the peak of his career. But, it, but he's an MMA fighter champion. But he actually has a, a good boxing experience. Yeah. So this is not going to be no walk in the park for Jake Paul. Honestly, he's the underdog. Maybe for the first time in any of his fights, Jake Paul is actually the underdog. So with that being said, this fight is set for October 29th. It's the first real fight of his career. Do you think Jake Paul will continue his streak and beat Anderson Silva? I got Jake Paul winning. Do I think it's going to be a knockout? No. But I got Jake Paul winning, man. He's going to win at the end of the day. Anderson Silva, man, he hasn't. He hasn't been really in the ring consistently, bro, for a pretty long time, right? So, and even MMA or nothing like that, UFC. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got Jake Paul winning this fight. That's what I'm saying. Anderson Silva is going to be arguably the toughest test yet for Jake Paul, but I think Jake Paul is locked in. I think, you know, at, at one point I thought Jake Paul's fights were rigged, but I don't know if I fully believe that no more. I just think Jake Paul is a, is a good boxer now. He's trained for long enough. I think he's got the best of the best trainers. He's been putting in the work. At a certain point, we're gonna have to start giving him credit. And I think this is the fight. I mean, I've already, I've already, I'm already giving him the credit because I think he's gonna win this fight. But after this fight, I think it's gonna wake a lot of people up. And I think even for Dana White, if Dana White's saying it's a real fight, he's gonna have to eat those words when Jake Paul ultimately wins this fight. Anderson Silva, he's I don't know. Consistently called out Jake Paul. Exactly. And a lot of people in the boxing and MMA community saying he's not a real fighter, but we're going to see. And and do I think Anderson Silva is going to end up on the floor? You know what I mean? After no. I, I would be surprised. And if Jake Paul is able to do that, I'm going to be on this podcast talking crazy. I'm just saying it now. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, but I think over the course of the fight, Jake Paul will be able to win enough rounds and be able to win maybe on a split decision. I don't know. I think Jake Paul will be able to win that fight, but it's going to be close. You know, Anderson Silva's going to win some rounds. He's going to be able to strike well. There's a good, there's always going to be that chance that Jake Paul could get knocked out because that's boxing at the end of the day, man. You can get knocked out at any second if you just put your hand at the wrong spot. You slip up on your defense for one second. Boom! Night's out. You know what I mean? It's very true. So ultimately, it's going to come down to, to who has that mental wherewithal, the, the, the mental toughness. And ultimately, man, I know Anderson Silva got that, but does he have it at this point of his career? I don't nah. Know. And I trust Jake Paul. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because Jake Paul has proven it to me recently. So you ready to talk about the Atlanta DEA gang indictments? I'm ready. My first initial reactions, man, I was scared. I thought the uh, 4PF was going to get caught up. I thought it was going to be Slaughter Gang. I thought it was going to be the next rapper getting caught yeah, she's, up. She's going crazy She's right going now. crazy. However... It, it's actually kind of the reverse. She's actually helping uh, celebrities that were affected by uh, other gang members that just so happen to not be rappers. And it's kind of funny how the perception changes, you know, if, if it's the rapper, if it's not, because I'm Oof. saying I'm saying that, th- that these gang members, it's good that they got locked up. However, if it was 21, bro, if it was a little baby out locked up, I'd be like, I'm not free him, you know what I'm saying? Man ended up rob- robbing some famous profile figures, including Calvin Ridley, who plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Right, uh, Carey. Right, Carey. Brad Guzman. Brad Guzman, who plays for the uh, 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 Atlanta... Um, United, goalkeeper. Atlanta United. So, so I'm saying that this was honestly a good move for the Atlanta DA. I'm just glad that it wasn't another, another rapper, you know what I mean, getting caught up, because that's ultimately what we kind of don't want to see. Not going to lie, I mean... 
Does anyone want to see 21 and get locked up for a long amount of time, like Young Thug with Dorico? No. Little Baby? No. I don't want to see that. And if anything, you know, I'm hoping that Young Thug gets out. You know, we've been seeing uh, some crazy shit like Young Thug being on his phone in jail right now tweeting, talking to Kanye and, and talking to Michael Phelps and shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Young Thug we're is getting speak, out. We were actually about to speak about Kanye. However, <laughs> with Young Thug giving him the 100 acres, trying to give him 100 acres of land. Yeah, I don't know. There's some crazy shit going on, man. I don't know what's going on with Young Thug. I don't know what's going on with it, the Atlanta DEA. However, I do know that we're safe for, for now because I think that they're going to have to uh, wait a little bit before they do any more indictments. I'm sure when people... I, I don't know if this lady is going to go crazy and do more. I hope not. I'm Maybe sure when people heard know. that, though, they were like, 100 acres of land. What do you think about that? Young Thug saying, oh, I'm going to give 100 acres of land to Kanye and y'all, you just have her for free. I don't know. I mean, let's be real. I don't think Kanye is going to take him up on that. I think he's just kind of saying that. He's kind of saying it. I think Young Thug is just trying to do some shit to keep his name alive. You know what I mean, he knows Kanye is where it's at right now because Kanye's going crazy. Facts. And we're about to get into Kanye. You know, let's just go ahead and get into fully what we wanted to get into about Kanye. We wanted to get into the, the, his Yeezy Gap beef. But yeah. And ultimately, uh, Kanye has been accusing Gap. He's been accusing them of copying his the, the his designs. They've been accusing him of holding meetings without him, board meetings. And let's be real, man, you're not gonna hold no board meeting without Kanye. And Especially be, if it's about your product. That's man. what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I respect Kanye for, for, for standing up for, for that. And he shouldn't be getting bullied in, in, in any kind of business dispute. You know what I'm saying? And he's he's one of them guys. He's very smart. He just uses his platform like crazy. And what, they sold his clothes that they collabed with? Gap sold his clothes like in trash bags? Out of bro? large trash. Kanye wanted that. And then they like the, the company got a lot of backlash because they listened to Kanye. Now it's been, it's, it's harmed, it's starting to, that kind of, those kind of little things over time are starting to mess up their relationship, and now it's getting to this point, where they're holding meetings without him and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think they should hold meetings without him, just tell him in his face, yo, if you got a bad idea, you got a bad idea. Yeah. I just think Kanye... I mean, I understand what what was going on with the gap or whatever, but like, I just think Kanye needs to stop. But he's bigger than doing these collabs with with like like he's bigger than like Yeezy could just be its own thing, man. And Kanye's so big, he doesn't have to do this Yeezy gap and have contract disputes and shit like that. He doesn't have to do no Balenciaga collab, man. Just do Kanye, just do Yeezy, man, and have no disputes with nobody and just work for yourself. I don't understand why he's not doing that. And then you know you want to be a team and work with some brands, and they're telling you interesting but, but, information. But, but, bro, Kanye, bro, he's just getting screwed, obviously. Bro. That's what he makes it out to be. Like, he just he keeps getting screwed over, over, and over, and over again. And he all he wants to do is put his idea out well, maybe there. Maybe he thought this was the right deal, bro. But, I mean, it wasn't. Of course. Who knows? Maybe he'll find the right deal eventually, whether if it's not with Gap, someone in the future. He might be able to, but it looks as if he's been trying to open up Yeezy uh, official stores all over the country. And that's the it'd be the first. So this is the first step. So it looks like it might be going in the direction of opening up just Yeezy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and ultimately, that's what he should have been done a long time ago. You know, like I've been waiting for the opportunity to just go into the store and get Yeezy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't they have that already? You know what I mean? It's, it shouldn't be that hard to get that stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Kanye, he could be making more money scaling it bigger. Where you could just walk into the mall and get Yeezy. You know what I mean? Yeezy ain't cheap, and because it's Kanye, he'd be able to hold that price up. 
And more but people, his shoes are in stores right now, but like it's just not like a, yeah. But but it's one of the things. It's, it's like going. You gotta go on stock. It's more. Get, it's more easily to get out yeah, of stock and whatever. You ain't getting the top tier Yeezys, bro. You ain't just getting them. You gotta go on online. You gonna pay a resale. It's just what it is. Speaking of top, speaking of a top rapper in the game, we got J Cole on the new edition of Two K. And this is a first to being on the cover, a rapper being on the cover, and it's the Dreamers edition. And I love this. I think the open this opens the light to. Oh, I think it opens a lot other of the people, doors. like maybe gamers being on the cover of like other games, like FIFA, Madden, whatever have you. Special editions. And I think it just opens not the up, main game. It opens up editions. the opportunity for a lot more uh, interchanging of of. You know what I mean? Interchanging yeah. of people, rappers, man, getting on on video games. Rappers getting on sports video games, sports getting with music. You know, I think anytime, anytime that that two sections of the culture intertwine, it's going to generate great things, and that's what I think is going to happen with J Cole, Two K collab, and ultimately another rapper music, uh, rapper and then video game collab to Lil Durk official GTA server dropping. And let's be real, this is just showing you know T Grizzly. Doing it, Lil Durk doing it, J. Cole being on 2K23. There's more and more and more rappers uh, going uh, and trying to get involved in video games. And they're trying to branch out and, and get involved in so many different ways now. And J. Cole is starting to pave the way for 2K in sports, and Dirk is paving the way on, on GTA. This is going to change a lot of things about the culture, and I'm excited to see where this goes in the future. And this is just the beginning. I remember we talked about what if one of Lil Durk's homies Merkham in GTA. And then he's going to want to slide on him in real life. <laughs> the Dirk is going to slide on him in real life. Nah, but he ain't for real. Dirk ain't sliding. Nah, but that's hilarious, though. And let's be real. This collaboration is just... Anyone who likes J. Cole knows that this is just something crazy for, for J. Cole to be on a cover of 2K. And Facts. He's not a professional basketball player, and he was never necessarily going to be. But he had that dream, and he still... Played professionally overseas recently, and for him you're to be right, like, you're for, right, you're for him right. to be on the cover of 2K is just a legendary moment. And I'm just, you, you sometimes 2K doesn't make the right decisions; they don't do everything right. But for this, I have to give him a lot of credit for executing a great idea. And it's honestly one of them things that is going to bring people together because they show make more people want to get the game. Yeah, because they're showing that, it, like, you don't have to be like necessarily a basketball player to have a passion for basketball. Exactly. And that you can be doing other th- other things, man, like J. Cole doing something completely different and still be a Love dreamer. basketball. And be a, dr- a dreamer. That's the whole point, the dreamer's edition, man. Yeah. You're, you're a dreamer, man. You're like J. Cole, man. Anyone who wants to... And this was just J. Cole. He's, he's, he's living the life. It's freaking J. Cole. And he wanted to achieve his dream of playing basketball, and that's what he did. So I think it's fitting to have the dreamer's edition. And I think it's just a great idea. I think it's going to bring a lot of people together. It's going to bring a lot of people to the game. 2K knows what they're doing. J. Cole knows what they're doing. It's just a smart move on, on every side of the business aspects. And with Lil Durk on the GTA server, I think this That's is a smart a, move, too. This is only more hype for GTA um, GTA 6. GTA 6. Yeah, this and is only more hype. Let's be real. If they can start to work out GTA servers now, man, just imagine what they're going to be able to put together by for GTA, GTA 6. 6. They're going to have... Like, they're going to implement that into the game and, and make those features even better. Exactly. So... I think that this is honestly going to just make games better. It's going to p- pump more money into the games because more culture is going to be brought into it. More people are going to be interested. I can't imagine this being a bad thing. This is all positives, bro. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. In my, in, my, in my eyes, bro, the the culture intertwining, man, it's only going to bring positives for the culture as well, man. It's just going to keep going up, in my opinion. 
hundred percent. That's my thoughts, but that's my thoughts on the J. Cole Dreamers. I think it's a great great addition to the game. Facts. Ready to wrap this one up? Yeah, man, we can wrap it up. I mean that, that's it. Uh yeah, bro. I think we're good. That's it. Is there anything else that you want to speak about? Like the little GTA server, little Dirk GTA server? No. No, that's it. This is going to be better for GTA 6 overall. Exactly. And and it's bringing the spotlight, man. It's either make or break for them, man. If they don't don't make a good game, bro, because GTA 5 was peak. Like, incredible, bro. So if they don't make a good game, man... This could be bad for GTA and Rockstar overall. It could be. could be very bad. But I have faith that this can be a good game. So like, Yeah, of course. We got the faith. Yeah. It could be bad. Exactly. Right. So I'm ready to wrap this one up. Yeah, let's go. Well, I mean. Thank y'all for checking us out. Exactly. Thanks, everyone, for checking out this episode. And uh, comment your thoughts on anything we talked about. Obviously, um, we're going to continue to read them. We're going to continue to take any thoughts and ideas, but obviously we want to hear your thoughts and uh, your opinions on in, any of the topics as well. Um, we're going to continue. we got more interviews potentially in the future. Uh, let us know any people that uh, y'all want us to try to get. You know what I mean? It's getting to that point where we want to try to cater, and, and if, y'all, if there's a, somebody that y'all want to see on the podcast, let us know in the po- in the comments down below. We'll try to try to work that out. We, we got, work. We got a couple people in the works on our end as well. We're working on the social medias, man, from the Snapchat. We, we're working on Facebook, Reddit, all that stuff, man. We're and, working on it. And we continue to grow by the day on social medias that we already have. And so go ahead, man, check us out on Instagram. Because the Instagram Twitter, reels are hidden. Twitter, Ooh. everything like that. We're on, we're on everything. TikTok, we've been growing on everything. So go ahead and check us on there. And then while you're down there, subscribe if you haven't already because – we just, uh, we're over 200 now. Obviously, that's the first video of the first podcast. So it's a blessing. And, you know, right blessing. now we're at like 205 or whatever. So we're just going to hopefully keep going up. And, yeah, with that being said, man, we just want to keep thanking the fans. And we appreciate every single one of y'all that's here at this point in the podcast. Yeah, and continue man. to shoot it straight, man. Exactly. So uh, with all that being said, man, I'm your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. And we're going to be here real soon for episode 18, man. We're going to see y'all soon. Peace. Peace.